Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Pure Joy Podcast. I am your host, M, and uh, we have been doing this now for uh, a couple months. We're coming up on the end of month two with this, the sixth episode. Um, this has been just a, a joyous time interviewing um, friends and community members just getting to know them a bit better and getting to know subjects and what brings them joy through their eyes. Today, my guest is a a, a close friend of uh, quite a few years. I lose track of time rather easily, but we met through like a mutual friend in college, like uh, five years ago and we've just have we've kept in touch online and through through twitch since let's pop on over here and introduce her hello leah how's it hello. going hello <laughs> good how are you doing very well today how was your weekend leading up to uh well now leading up where do we find ourselves i've managed to have mexican food twice and that's delicious so it's it's been going super well <laughs> me too i've had some really good that has been a highlight of most of my work trips is the food i get to eat along the way so uh down in texas yeah. is definitely the mexican food yeah it's it's been really really nice out here uh, especially because i feel like when you are home you kind of get into habits. You're like, oh, we always go to this place. So, and I always get that one thing. Whereas when you go somewhere new, it's a, it kind of forces you to step out of your box. And sometimes it's rewarding and sometimes you regret it, but yeah, sometimes you do really regret rewarding. it. Uh, I can't say all of the food I eat is incredible, but most of it is, is fun. Cause you're right. I step out of my box. I'm like away from home. And even though I could like order a burrito instead, I'll try like this place's specialty or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always, it's always good fun. Yeah. A great time to adventure. Um, I love food adventures. So we like to start each of these episodes with a, uh, a little question. And that is something that has brought you joy today. Oh gosh. Today was a good day. We went to Trader Joe's and I'm not a trade. This is not like an ad for Trader Joe's. I'm not a Trader Joe's girl. Uh, but we took my niece and my nephew and they're so cute. And I don't, there's like a squirrel at Trader Joe's that you have to find. And if they find it, they get a treat or whatever. Oh. And I think the lady was giving out treats to small children anyway. She wasn't going to discriminate based on if you had actually found the squirrels. But they <laughs> freaked out when they found this squirrel, they were like, oh my God, there it is. <laughs> it was just perched on something. And I wasn't even, I kind of forgot the guy mentioned it. One of the guys giving out samples, which by the way, the sample also gave me joy. It was delicious. It was this like watermelon salad thing. Mm. And I'm a big fan of watermelon. Um, but he mentioned it and I had already moved on. I was like, okay, I do not give a it's not my squirrel yeah <laughs> about this it's it's not my squirrel that squirrel's not for me but they did not forget about the squirrel and it was a big old hit they found they found the squirrel that's very cute i like little interactive bits like that they're not often i don't know that that interactive but every now and then you get a little bit in a store you know or uh like a shopping experience or out out and about maybe in a mall or something like that yeah yeah it's it's always nice i'm not i'm not a big shopper but if you go and you do find little things that you enjoy you gotta you gotta be grateful yeah <laughs> you gotta find what you can yeah i would say i found a little bit of joy on the road today i had been talking with raven a couple weeks ago on the on the the episode about uh traveling cross country and how i was looking forward to that and i definitely thought of that today while i was on the road and like enjoying my road trip about how like I was looking forward to this and it is now bringing me joy because I'm on the road. It's very calm. There aren't like cars everywhere. I'm just like li listening and singing along to music and it's just like, you know, a beautiful day and it's nice to, 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 to enjoy the moment. Are you like a audio book person? I have not actually listened to any audio books. Uh, I listen to a lot of different content, like different podcast content and, and music, but I just haven't, ever gotten into audiobooks do you have like a bit a sure. good recommendation for 
It depends on the genre, you know, <laughs> what's on the roster for you. Um, do you have a spooky? Spooky. I am not a spooky gal. Okay. I'm not a spooky gal. I actually just started watching horror movies for the first time. Uh, Scream. Scream is the classic iconic horror movie. I've, I've been playing Dead by Daylight with some friends and I did not recognize any of the killers. So they were like, we have to fix this. We're watching Scream. I really liked the first Scream. I thought it was great, but I just don't really know what my appetite for horror is. I don't know where my line is. Sure, so sure. Reading it, watching it, I'm a little, I'm more afraid of what I don't know, whereas I could read it and it could be fine. I don't know, but I don't read a ton of horror. Fair the enough. closest thing, uh, Meg Elison has some really great, I wouldn't classify it as horror. But it's dark apol dark apocalypse. Okay, okay. It's the Road to Nowhere series, and it's very good. Okay, I, I'll look into that. I have like ten hours on the road tomorrow, so I'm uh, I don't my Check podcast list is not that long, so <laughs> I, I will I will um yeah 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 I'll probably reach out after the show and ask for that in writing just so that I can look it up later. No, um, you're like I don't want to scroll through the hour yeah right is this, <laughs> Where did you is, say is this that? what she had said uh yeah perfect perfect well that's great that's great i'm glad that you were uh you were able to find joy with your family i love when i get to spend those moments with uh, my niece and nephew uh as well so that's that's uh, uh absolutely joyous um on to our main topic what brings you pure joy we're talking about fan fiction today, fan bestie. Fan <laughs> fiction today. All right. All right. So talk to me a little bit about like talk to talk to talk to us a little bit about first like what what fan fiction is. Like what what is that for for the the casual viewer? I <laughs> fan fiction is a really broad category. I think it gets a bad rep. Mm -hmm. But really I have the opinion that everything is kind of fan fiction like fan fiction is just taking one form of media and then writing something being like oh what if this was slightly different mm -hmm. what is what is my version of that media and i was a english major and so there's all these classes like i had one teacher and he was like everything's from the bible like everything breaks down from the bible and i was like okay dude yes. chill but like i love that approach. dante's inferno is fan fiction at the end of the day, but it's so old that you don't think about it as fan fiction. Yeah. If you think about Marvel, like what Marvel has turned into today, all of those Marvel movies are fan fiction of the comics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But because it's taken seriously, it's kind of lost this fan fiction label. So I think when people speak on fan fiction, usually it's derogatory. <laughs> uh, unless, unless they're the girls that get it. And, and <laughs> the girls that get it, get mm -hmm. it. And the girls that don't, don't. don't but it's just free too it's a free resource i i there's a couple sites that are really popular for fan fiction i know fanfiction.net is a big one i don't personally use it a lot of people use wattpad i'm an ao3 girl that's just me but it's a free hobby and that is not common no, it isn't. in corporate america yeah no it isn't i i haven't really been as much into it in i mean a number a number of, of of years more of like like direct maybe fan fiction i don't know writings or animations even along those lines um beyond like the loose like here's what i did with you know naruto on tiktok or whatever as i'm scrolling so what are what are some of your your favorite i don't know works to to read on or consume your favorite like works to consume uh like i don't really know how to put it um Sure. No, I, I I get I get what you're asking. The type or yeah, your favorite inspired genre, works genres or in like fiction. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I love a crossover. Okay. I think crossovers are so fun, so interesting. People talk all the time about how there's no new movie ideas. There's just sequels. You know, is the movie industry getting less creative? I'm like, well, fan fiction certainly isn't because I've read some wild stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much creativity. I think one of the first fanfics I got into 
was a I, I, I started on the show Arrow. Did you watch Arrow I did. 2012? I did, yeah. It, I was so into that show, and I was like, I need more of this. Where can I find it? And then my friend was like, uh, uh, have you ever read fan fiction? And I was like, no. And now here we are. But uh, I, I started on Arrow fan fiction, and there was a Firefly Arrow crossover so it had all of the characters from firefly and all the characters from arrow and it was in space and it was great (laughs) and i loved both shows and i was like i cannot this is amazing this is perfect how the hell are wash and diggle having a conversation (laughs) right now who thought of this and thank god they did and once i had it i was like you can't take this away from me you cannot have it back. <laughs> you cannot have it back. I no. I I like the approach of crossovers a little bit more in in like a written fan fiction. I absolutely despise like a cartoon crossover. I hate when I'm watching like really? like Steven Universe did a crossover at some point, and like Adventure Time has done them. I thought I might have liked Adventure Times, but like all of the cartoons do those little crossovers across like Cartoon Network shows. And I generally like despise them. I don't know why. This isn't the same thing, but how do you feel about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Uh, I'm, Which is a, essentially a crossover of a lot of different Spider-Men. A lot of Spider-Men coming together. Uh, I mean, I very much, very much enjoyed that. So that's good. Maybe weird. I don't know. Maybe it, it's the single character. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was a good. Uh... Yeah, I, I get what you mean. And, and, and it is different. I do think it can be done well. Mm-hmm. But and, and sometimes it feels pandering. Like you're trying to shove two audiences that don't necessarily go together together. That's definitely what I'm like. I'm, I get from a lot of like, I guess the like, I don't know, anime or like cartoon style crossovers where it's like a, a long running show that does a crossover. I feel a little bit more pandered to i think it also breaks the fourth wall a bit which can can be uncomfortable for audiences once again i think it can be done well Mm -hmm. but depending on how it's done it's like well these things are separate and you're asking me to suspend my belief here (laughs) right yeah I, i don't know like i don't know in some of the cases i just feel like these universes do not mix in the case, sure. I don't know, it, when we're talking like long-running television shows. And I think with fan fiction, usually they'll adapt something. Like with the Firefly one, it wasn't set. And what what is it? Starlings? It's been such a long time. I used to be so obsessed with Arrow, mm-hmm. and now I've moved on to, to brighter fields. I still have love for it in my heart, but it's like, what was that again? I don't I think it was like Starling City. And then I think they corrected it later. They changed the city name to Star City. They were like, that's more brandable. They did do that, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But so it wasn't set in Starling City at all. They just suspended certain things from the universe. And they were like, no, it's entirely in space. And so there were things that they just established at the beginning that they're like, we're removing this aspect. This is the way that it is. We're just going to kind of go with it. Yeah. And I think when there's two shows that are simultaneously running, they're kind of held to the rules of both of their shows. They're like, we're going to come together and it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> have you wait? So have you read fan fiction? I haven't read fan fiction since like the days of of like serially watching like Bleach and Naruto, like when they were like dropping. Yeah. Um, but no, not in like a, a long time. I'm trying to think. I feel like my memory is not like the best. No, you worries. know, I might. Have- I just I think read some like dark souls fan fiction because i've got i got like really into dark souls and just like how the world is not fully given to everybody you you have to like have a board with all the yarn where you're like this is connected to this and this is because of these four things and like so at some point i feel like that definitely becomes fan fiction because it's none of it is confirmed like None of oh, it is yeah. confirmed, but it is just like the accepted true of this game. Um, That's another 
realm of fan fiction that I love. I love crossovers, but I also love lorical fan fiction. Mm-hmm. They're so well. I've I've mostly read Game of Thrones lorical fan fiction when I was really into Game of Thrones, and I wasn't so much into the the characters who were actively on the show. I, I didn't really like that, but there was a lot of stuff about before the show from what we know, but just like going a little deeper and different people's interpretations of what that meant. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because it's it's speculative. It's not content that we're necessarily going to get from George R. R. Martin ever. Mm-hmm. So why not think about it? Yeah. And it's cool too because now I don't know what the show is called, but there's a new Game of Thrones show. There is, yeah. And that's fan fiction <laughs> that is true yeah yeah because that's not like george R. R. martin that's them being like all right now what can we do um what if it were different what if it were a <laughs> yeah. little different yeah exactly and that, what is fan fiction but that it's it, it's crazy because on the one hand you know some people are like oh 50 shades of gray is fan fiction and that's just they they limit it at that and i'm just like okay but 50 shades of gray is bad fan fiction don't hold me to that bar besties there's so much good content out there and when people are like i'm just like shut up you do not understand how large this umbrella is yeah i don't know like holding any sort of of a function or topic or you know grouping of things by their weakest link is like or a you know a weak link is not always the best way to to look at them i don't know i feel like you can do that with anything you know i could do that with any subject find the weakest link and say like well look at this weak link well and i was particularly nervous when you reached out to me i was nervous to talk about fan fiction and i think that was because of the stigma I was like, oh God, if I talk about fan fiction, there's going to be somebody out there that's like, ooh, you like fan fiction? And I was going to be like, yeah, actually I do. Uh-huh. And then the more I thought about it and, and, and you would check in, you'd be like, are you sure about your topic? Not in the like, are you sure right, about right. your topic way, just like checking in. And every time I was just felt more vindicated, I was like, yes, I am sure. <laughs> we're going to talk about this. I am so sure. And it's just that the, but the stigma, too, I think, is it's a red flag because there's a are you a Ted Lasso fan? I don't I don't I don't know of. It's a great show. Okay. I, I recommend it. Uh, super good. It's about soccer. I don't know anything about soccer, but I loved it. So there you Is go. Is this like an HBO, uh, Netflix, Hulu? I think it's on Apple TV. Apple TV. Okay. Okay. I actually, it's sounding familiar. We watched a few things on Apple. So I probably got like a commercial yeah. for it or something. I think we got like two weeks free mm-hmm. for Apple TV. They were doing that promotion. And we binged the heck out of that show so good uh but there's a scene and it's basically this guy's talking about don't get judgmental get curious and i think a lot of people get really judgmental about fan fiction and if you ask why that is when you look at fan fiction sites it's a huge space for othered people for the gay community for lgbtq people like there's so much representation happening also it took off for young girls and a lot of things for young girls get kind of laughed at and ridiculed and this has happened across history like the beatles were considered a boy band until men were like i like this now the beatles Yeah, but it was like a silly thing to like for a really long time. And I do think if you look at like why it is popular and who it's for Mm -hmm. and the communities that have access to it and then the people that kind of dismiss it, it's like, are you actually dismissing it because you understand what it is and you still don't like it? Or are, is this like a microaggression? You know, so it's like, I don't. Where is the dismissal coming to, from? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I try not to judge people too hard because like, I get it. And they might not know. But sometimes people will be like, eh, and I'll be like, okay, <laughs> like, sure. I chill. mean, I feel like a, a lot of not liking a thing, I'm not liking a topic or a subject of, of some kind generally comes from 
like falling prey to the stereotype of that subject right like if we if we if we think about this like the you know why you're nervous about about like bringing fan fiction is because there is this stereotype that exists and like you know people might bring that up yeah and you know from our end that's okay if they do we can just either ignore or maybe you know talk and confront or 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 converse about that situation uh to learn a bit which is one thing i always love about you know this like live kind of situation and setting but also um I don't know. I, I like a, I like approaching the subjects with those like uh, divisive, you know, stereotypings because it, it lets you really like dive in like, yes, those stereotypes exist because, you know, someone found a few of the the things from the gay community and maybe the kink community and and all of these things. And oh, they're yeah. like, ooh no, the devil or ooh, ooh no, I don't like that. <laughs> Not vanilla enough for me. Um, yes. And so, you know, now this is bad because it is not what, you know, X person didn't enjoy. Well, and that's the thing is I, I told someone recently uh, that I loved fan fiction and they were like, isn't that porn? And I was like, some of it. There, I mean, it exists <laughs> in there. It exists. And you can like, there, but if you go on AO3 and this is part of why... I'm a huge AO3 stan, is it's the easiest site to navigate. It has one of the best search engines, point blank period. So if you go to the site, you can filter, first of all, just by fandom. If Whatever you're into, what show are you watching right now? Oh, um, what show am I watching? Hunter Hunter. Okay, you could. there's Hunter oh, Hunter yes. for fan, fan fiction. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, you oh yeah. Go there. And then further from that, there's G through like E rated. So if you're like, I know what I want and I want like something wholesome, you can sort by G. There's not going to be a booty in sight. You know, like I've read Mandalorian fan fiction where everybody was a, kinder a kindergartner. Very cute. Like the kindergarten version of their themselves. It was so adorable <laughs> and sweet. And for people to be like, isn't fan fiction porn? It's like you're missing a huge chunk here like of course it exists and also there's some of it's really good um by the way <laughs> like, <laughs> no i mean it's, absolutely it's really great fan fiction there's really bad fan fiction and if you belittle it all to its lowest common denominator it's like sure that exists but like okay <laughs> So what is it about fan fiction that you onto like, well, let's focus on the positives of fan fiction. What is it sure. about fan fiction that you, that like keeps you coming back time and time again? Oh, ah, man. I mean, we've mentioned it's free, you know, and I also struggle with insomnia. That's something about me that you know now. And so it's extremely common for me to be laying in bed at night desperately wanting to sleep mm -hmm. like I am trying and then inevitably like a couple hours go by because I don't want to do the the blue light that like keeps you up even more and I'll be like okay well I, I'm not looking at a screen I'm still not falling asleep so I might as well read something and I it has been kind of an escape for me to pass the time and be like okay like this sucks but at least I can read something nice about something that I love I also think that fan fiction is just about it's it's kind of like this podcast it's about sharing joy you like this fandom i like this fandom let's like it together let's explore what that means and and just the different aspects and the different characters that we love together and i think there's something really beautiful about that i think that the fan fiction community uh can be so supportive mm -hmm. like i read really mediocre fan fiction I'm going to be honest, but if you go to the comments, you know, I don't think there's a lot of hate. A lot of people know that this person is, if this isn't that someone's job, you know, they aren't held to a professional level. It's okay for this to be someone's hobby and for them still to be like, oh, I love this choice you made, mm -hmm. you know, like this was such a fun thing for me to read just in my passing time. And it doesn't have to be, you know, Pulitzer worthy. It's just really kind generally and the people who are mean don't last long because people will 
come for you. If you're really aggressive in a comment, they'll be like, hey, ignore this person because they clearly woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Like, just this person is not it. Here's more hype for you. I enjoy you even more now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's it's tolerated a lot. That's fantastic. You gotta gotta appreciate a a community that like self polices in a proper way. Right. Because it, it, I mean, it's, it's important, especially in communities like that, where people are being open and like, you know, half, half of this is about the love for the, this specific fandom. And half of it is the, you know, the love and the, the, the want at an attempt of like creating this form of content. Um, and they're all like, everyone is putting themselves out there, um, in doing so. And it's great to have a community that is here to support that, you know, that, that finds those moments to, 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 to show the love for that. Um, yeah, it's, well, and it's literally a meme there. Have you seen, <laughs> there's posts about fan fiction writers being the most committed people you've ever met where at the beginning, so at the beginning of a work, you can put notes Mm -hmm. and at the beginning of each chapter, you can have chapter notes if you're an author. So a lot of authors, if they were late for an update, because similar to streaming, they'll have a weekly schedule like, Oh, I update on Tuesdays. So if they missed a Tuesday that next week, there'll probably be a note. And there's so many where they're absolutely ridiculous, but I fully believe them. It'll be like on time. They'll be like, sorry, this is like a, a couple hours later than I usually do. Like I broke my leg in three places <laughs> and I was at the ER all day and I was typing uh, while I was on painkillers, like the most ridiculous thing. Or I think what I saw one where they were like, Oh, my wedding was today, but I still found time to write. And it's like, you're, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? This is for free. This isn't your job. And that's just how much they care. Yeah. Like, that's how much love there is i don't feel like i've met a more passionate people than people who just want to write want to write about the stuff that they love Mm -hmm. it's insane yeah it's just it's great being able to find an outlet like that and there are you know supportive things i think in a lot of the communities that we find but i do recall that from you know the days that i used to read is that like is is that exactly it's like if you scroll it's 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 a, it's a good moment to to get a little wholesome boost in your day you're like look at all this love going down there's not a lot of websites that you can scroll and like not find badness at some point or like rudeness along yeah. the way um but i do agree that it's like fewer and further in between and then there's like defense there like other people being like uh get away um yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, 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 very wonderful. Do you spend so outside of, um, outside of like when you're you know trying to 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 battle insomnia? Do you spend a, a lot of your day finding times to to read it? Ah, uh, if I'm honest, it depends. I feel like there's cycles in my life where. I'll kind of hyperfixate mm-hmm. <laughs> on something. I, I have ADHD. It's just a, it's just the reality <laughs> of it. So there's been weeks where I'll be obsessed, and my phone will just have story after story pulled up as I just go through, and I I'll mow through stories, and then my partner will come in, and I'll just be crying, and I'll be <laughs> like, "What's wrong?" And I'll be like, "I'm just. It was so good, and oh my god, all the characters." And he's like, "Okay, like." I'll, I'll leave you to it. You know? <laughs> um, Seems like you got this I'll under control. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll have periods where I'll take a break and I know it's there when I need it and I can kind of circle back. But I also do a lot of reading of, you know, regular uh, novels that are published into fiction, which, by the way, there are so many authors who have written fan fiction before they were a published author and they don't want people to know because of the stigma that we were talking about they don't want people to look at them differently mm. and it's just like i wish more people were people are it's it's becoming more of a thing i think that people are being open about it which i think will be really cool for 
the future of fan fiction and how it's perceived but for a really long time it was like no I haven't done that like what do you mean but no they that they used it to practice and to to get good before they to get you know you know not every you know work has to be like you said like the Pulitzer winning prize work like it 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 can be like if even if you're an incredible the best artist in the world you can still spend some time enjoying like writing some you know some things that you you know maybe doesn't fit like your 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 overall like community brand but you can enjoy yourself uh because you you have a fandom that you enjoy and uh, you know, when you were when you had asked me like what I'm watching, I was like uh, trying to figure it out. Was, Hunter, Hunter, and we started talking more, and I was thinking to myself like, if there's ever a moment in a show where you're like, well, I wonder what happened to this character here, or I wonder what this dude was off doing, and the show doesn't cover it, someone else has wondered that too, and it's probably out there in ten different like approaches. It happens all the time. Or if there's ever been an episode of tv where fans don't like it there's a fan fiction rewrite there are so many game of thrones final season rewrites uh, i bet <laughs> i bet <laughs> there's so many <laughs> no one liked the way uh, that the final season really went down my brother attempted no he attempted to defend it but it's it wasn't great um but <laughs> i mean i get the creators are human at the end of the day and whatever but they really dropped the ball on that one it was just rushed (laughs) it was rushed everyone has a deadline but i don't know if you get that far behind on your work you gotta gotta figure out some some answer uh it's like with it when games drop and they have a lot of bugs or clearly needed just a little bit more time and development i wish that they would just take that time Mm -hmm. there's so many games where it's like like no man's sky is good now but when it dropped a great underdog story of everyone expecting the world and then they did not deliver they delivered a rock and then they slowly built it with mass effect andromeda it happened what's the latest one cyber yeah cyberpunk it happened like come on guys you'd think after this happening multiple times you would figure it out get it together but no (laughs) i don't you just they they want so much hype and they keep promising that they won't be mean to their employees and very there's been like a a, like quite literally could fit on a handful of of companies that like don't actually end up being mean to their employees in the end because of crunch of crunch time crunch time is rough in the tech industry people people go wild i'm sure i'm sure So have you ever tried your own hand at, at, at writing? Is there any like fan fictions oh, that yeah. you're okay, okay? I will not publicly share no. my handle if that's okay. Sure. Uh but it is out there. You can find it. If you suspect one is me, like DM me and let me know. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But... So like you, you've written and out there uh for to to read. Oh, yeah. And I, I've had multiple accounts. I had account. The first account I made was in high school was for Arrow fan fiction. And it's some of the worst stuff I've ever written. But I truly think that I am the writer I am today because I wrote some of that bull crap, straight bull crap. Awful. <laughs> so bad. But now I like my stuff. And it does pretty well. And I think it all it all had to start somewhere and i think a lot of people don't realize you know how much bad stuff you have to write to write good stuff and it's such a great place to to practice to unpack and unwind and also to take the pressure off like uh brandon sanderson's one of my favorite authors ever uh he's fantasy i don't know if you like fantasy books if you do i got audiobooks for you for your trip i do like but... fantasy <sighs> It hit, hit me up after okay. I can we'll talk we'll talk uh but he teaches a writing class it's all on YouTube and thank god it is because he teaches at BYU and I am not religious so like f for me I can't ever go there but he teaches a wonderful class and he talks about you know if you play basketball at your local park 
mm-hmm. it's good for you. It's, it's exercise, it's healthy, and you're probably just hanging out with your friends. But no one's going to walk up to you and be like, so when are you going to go pro? And with writing, that really doesn't happen. Because I was an English major, and I, for a really long time, I thought I wanted to write. Um, and it felt like so much pressure. People would be like, oh, are you working on your book? And I'd be like, God, like, if you stopped asking me if I was working on my book, maybe I would work on my book. But it's this huge built-up thing now. Uh, and so I would write more fan fiction. And, and that's, like, not okay for a lot of people. There's this, like, weird, like, when are you going to publish, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. dichotomy to writing. And so it was a really safe space for me. And I love it for a whole other reason uh, than, I, than I love re- I kind of keep reading it and writing it separate. And I go into phases of when I'm reading and when I'm writing. Uh, but it's always been super fun. And when I was 14 years old and I started my very first fanfic, you know, people were nice to me and they didn't bully me out. And thank God <laughs> for that. And it kept you, kept you able to, to keep writing or like, you know, help the desire to like continue to write anyway. Uh without yeah. the yeah and, and academia is so cutthroat it's it so is. cutthroat and there's also like this weird dichotomy in academia academia where they talk about commercial writing and they talk about literature and it's this kind of catch-22 mm-hmm. in that like don't get me wrong I love the classics. There's a lot of literature out there that is absolutely worth the read. But a lot of literature writers are frustrated because it doesn't sell to large audiences. Like Harry Potter, which problematic things aside happening, is the biggest industry for books ever. Like nothing has ever sold more, Mm -hmm. right? It's not literature. It's commercial writing. It's it serves a wide audience and it is well liked. Whereas like <laughs> I I don't know what is number one in literature right now. Like I don't know what just won the Pulitzer Prize, but if you look at how much that sold in comparison, they might be frustrated. They might be like, Well, I'm such a good writer. Why is it not selling to the masses? And it's like there's a lot of um to put it kindly, like hurtness i think going on <laughs> ego where they're yeah. like but we're better so why do people not want to buy and it's like uh, i get it but on the other hand i also think it takes talent and it takes understanding your audience in a very intimate way to write commercially and know what's going to sell what people like and what people want and i think fan fiction writers often are on that pulse mm-hmm and they're looked down upon and it's like but they know what's going on and they know what people like obviously there's a there's a metric but i've read fan fiction that i'm like this needs to this is so good like you you, i wish you could publish this i wish this wasn't fan fiction it's like show writing yeah um so it's just i don't remember how we got here i feel like i went on a huge tangent but there's there's a lot of like what is good writing and and who is it for and i think that stuff is so so nerdy but also interesting to think about yeah no no it, it is it is it is i haven't I'm, I'm very much looking forward to so i i am on the road at this uh very moment because i swapped with gabe who we drove down to texas together and instead of me flying back he flew back because he's moving into my apartment um nice so that's great and that's fun i can't be there to help them move but i'm very excited to like we've been talking about like you know what what are we going to do with our new new space and how we're going to set it up and we've decided on setting up the whole basement as a library because he just has like 10 bookshelves um and i'm very excited to be just surrounded by like books again i haven't I think it's my life because of my like hyper fixations with my ADHD is, is so all what's in my bubble. And if it's not mm-hmm. in my bubble, which is why my phone is always directly in my hand because it extends my bubble very far. Right. But 
if it's not in my bubble, I don't particularly think about it. And so I'm very excited to like be surrounded by all of this again. I hope that it like spurns my love for reading because I, I mean, there's a lot of like fan fictions that I would like to, to dive into. I just, you know, again, it's like just out of my bubble that I'm not like, Oh, let's go do this in my relaxing time. Um, so I'm hoping that That's, I hope, I hope it works for you and I hope that you love it. Yeah, no, I am the same way. And uh, we have a bookshelf, but it's kind of on the opposite end of the apartment from where I normally hang out. And so we have a bookshelf, but I wasn't using it. And then recently I picked out like 10 different books that I wanted to read. Mm -hmm. And some of them are for, you know, career purposes. Like I want to learn more about how to do X, Y, and Z. And some of them are for fun, but then I was able to like move them <laughs> into the space. And so I found I've been reading more. And it, I hope that, I feel like it's been very fulfilling to me. Do you get the screen time reports? for your phone i do and i don't look at them it's like my bank account statements i just i don't like looking because <sighs> <laughs> it makes me sad i get them and i feel deep deep shame <laughs> i'm like oh i need to spend less time on my phone and so it's been nice because they've been going down lately because i've been reading mm -hmm. and i'm just like yeah take that screen report i i'm an adult <laughs> yeah i i have to stop i i had to stop paying attention to all that because i do like 50 hours of work a week on my my phone is up while my computer's up because I like two sources of you know searching or access to data is always helpful so like my screen time reports are atrocious but it's also because it's like a second computer for me and well and some of it is unavoidable like there's the the social dilemma which is a documentary about how social media is bad for you mm -hmm. and it's a great documentary if you're a documentary person i definitely i definitely recommend it mm -hmm. it's great to be aware of that stuff but at the end of the day social media is a tool and depending on your career there are certain careers where i guess social media if you don't need to market yourself like fine stay off social media mm -hmm. you do you boo be happy and prosper but i was talking to someone the other day who was talking about how they're struggling to market themselves, but they don't want to be in social media. And I'm like, bestie, it's a necessary evil in the world that we live in, unfortunately. And so I, it's some of it is just, you can't be hard on yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a hard one, but also it's, it's free marketing, like not free in terms of total freedom, but cost wise, it can be free. Uh, you can spend money on it, but it's free marketing that you just have to put time into yourself. Uh, earlier, you were talking about your, you know, your foray into like writing Green Arrow fiction. Was that your first, like your first uh, thing to to like fandom to to fictionize, fic to write to fic fictionize? I, I think so. I wrote when I was a little girl. I was so angsty i haven't thought about this in a long time this wasn't fan fiction but we had one of those big computer you know the box computers yeah. where it's like heavy we had one of those things and it ran so slowly but we had microsoft word on that thing and i was so emo and so angsty and I had a stepmother and I was like, this is my evil stepmother. And so I would write like stories. About, oh, your like... own personal fan fiction. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I was just like the main character and I would just leave and escape my home. And I think I had superpowers and all that. So I've always, I've always been attracted to writing stories or I would write stories where like there was a really mean mom and it was a loose extremely loose and obvious analog for oh, <laughs> my stepmom who is perfectly pleasant did not deserve any of that but I'm so sorry <laughs> angsty, <laughs> I, angsty kid I was stuff. like eight yeah and so um that was probably the first story I wrote on my own I it does not exist anymore yeah. and if anybody finds that computer I will take a baseball ball bat to it before <laughs> they can take that story off it would of it. trying um, to get that thing plugged in nowadays would be rough oh god thank god I, it's in a dumpster somewhere gun, gun. you know <laughs> in a landfill oh god I haven't thought about that in such a 
horribly long time. My mom has moved uh, like eight times since like childhood home, you know, Uh, and I'm not sure that she has like tons of boxes anymore but i would be willing to bet that if i looked hard enough in some of the like boxes on the bottom of all the stacks that i could find probably like my first attempt at i would be willing to bet naruto fan fiction probably somewhere in there um i love it probably i remember one was looking back on it it was so graphic i don't know that it 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 definitely wasn't written written well but I remember being really young and I, how did I know to write horrible things? But I remember I was like bleeding out into the pavement, <laughs> you know, and I was d- describing in detail, like the blood spreading out on the, you know, it was, it was so graphic. <laughs> Do you ever have memories where it's like, I think I repressed it that I'm just now remembering it. I'm like, what the hell was that? Was I darker <laughs> than I thought I was? Yeah. yeah. Like what was going on? Absolutely. Oh, I, you know, I, I attempt, I think as an adult to block out a lot of my angsty teen days, they inform who I am, but I don't really need to dwell on them. You know, I love my angsty teen. Like my inner angsty teen is so funny. <laughs> so funny now that I've, you know, uh, we're, we're learning to embrace ourselves and, and figure it out. And you're like, Oh, you were like, Oh, were you lashing out? Was that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited on, on that to like see what I am like towards my you know children as I raise them to see like I don't know do if I recognize like ah I remember thinking or like feeling this way and how can I approach this or will I just be like hey chill out (laughs) don't do that quit being (laughs) angsty (laughs) ain't no reason for it So what are the uh, most like in most recent, I don't know, months or so, what is the like fandom that uh, you find yourself in, in interested in? Oh, this is a tricksy one because I've had a lot of internal debate. I used to read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction um, and there, there's a lot of debate happening right now and I'm actually extremely interested in that discourse because we haven't we're living it we haven't seen the end of it Mm -hmm. and in theory you know if you are not a turf and you think that transphobia is bad which i do uh fan fiction is a great way to if you are a harry potter fan still consume harry potter media without supporting a horrible person Mm -hmm. essentially and um without giving money and support to that huge industry but also you know we want to keep fandom spaces safe and so I think fandom communities are responsible to keep the community safe and some people are arguing you know like like those communities aren't safe right now if you're uh, a trans person or, or if you're an ally to trans people and so I feel a lot of conflict <laughs> with like reading it and if I do read it I'm always just like is this ethical you know mm-hmm. like, well, you kind of have to analyze it and I do think it's on fandoms to keep each other accountable I, I I do believe that I think that fandoms can be the most beautiful communities they they can be the most angry communities and we've seen that in video games like you know the last of us two outrage that happened I think is a fandom that was not put in check and I think there there's just a lot so I used to read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction I'm kind of trying to find other realms to jump into so recently i've been reading more star wars fan i was i was thinking like where would i go from this that you might enjoy and i was like star wars feels a bit on the nose and then you said star wars and i was like all right right on the nose <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty good i think sometimes i have a little bit of imposter syndrome with star wars just because it's not my born fandom. Like it's, it's not something, but even with Harry Potter, I didn't 
I wasn't, I haven't read the books since I was a kid, you know, so it's not like I'm like, uh, I can correct someone and be like, actually, um, that's inaccurate if you read the books, but like, and, and so many things are not book accurate anyway, it doesn't matter. So I don't know why with Star Wars, I'm like, well, I haven't watched all of Mandalorian and I'm not caught up on blah, 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 blah. So it's like, sometimes I'm like, can I interact here? And it, like, the answer is yes, you can, but yeah. I feel weird. <laughs> you can always interact. I feel like Star Wars fandom is really good about putting that sort of negative energy out there. And that is like if you aren't a hundred percent, you are zero. And it's like that isn't the case because I very much enjoy the Star Wars that I've seen. That does not mean I could answer your questions about anything in the series at all, ever. But I know of this universe and of the subjects, and I very much enjoy what I've seen and and you know like partaken in. Um, but I I've noticed that a lot about the like the general generalized like star Wars fandom is that it's pretty someone I was listening to some, I don't know, some probably a podcast of some kind that compared the star Wars fandom and the star Trek fandom. And it's like, they're, they're the same fandoms except that star Wars like makes you hate it. And star Trek accepts you into it or something along those lines. And it's like <laughs> pretty, pr pretty accurate. If you aren't like really ready to converse with star Wars fans, then like, <laughs> it's gonna be a rough time that's the thing it's like i'm not going to a con no one's quizzing me mm -hmm. on what i know and i don't know and even through reading like i've learned so much but also sometimes because i'm coming into it like i've seen the movies but i haven't watched all of the shows and there's also like the animated series mm. you know like like fan fiction goes into all of that so it's it's kind of overwhelming if you're entering and you're like oh, I don't know what this is and so sometimes I'll read something in fan fiction and then I'll watch the actual media thinking oh I know what this is and then I'll realize oh no they changed x y and z and I thought that that was just canon so <laughs> I kind of have to re-evaluate what's going on and it's it's always a, a good good time where I'll I'll you know, two characters are in a relationship in the, the fan fiction that I read. And then if you go watch the show, you're like, oh, no, people just thought that would be cool if they were. <laughs> you know, you kind of yeah. have to adjust based on what you've read if you haven't watched the media. That's always it's always fun. I, I always think it's it's interesting what people gravitate towards and what they don't. And um, sometimes I'll think shipping is like a weird thing if you like to read romance there's a lot there's a lot of fan fiction that is in the the genre of romance there's a lot that isn't but like if you look at shipping and what I always think it's interesting to analyze like what canon ships do people like and then what canon ships do people hate and just for our <laughs> just for our audience talk to uh, what's what is shipping uh shipping is oh god <laughs> it's such a silly thing to talk about shipping is when two characters maybe they're in a relationship maybe they're not but if the audience think they would like be interesting together sometimes it's like not even good it, like good interesting it's just like what would happen mm -hmm. you know like wh what would need to happen for this to happen this is something i want um, to see yes but there are like numbers like if you sort by ship, you can see the clear number of how many fix exist for each ship. And that's a good indicator of like what's popular. And oftentimes, more often than not, it's not what's canon. And and I think in part that's because uh, fandom is a space, like I said earlier, for LGBTQ plus people. Mm -hmm. um, and there's not a ton of representation in the media for that and so they've made spaces in, in fandom and so where it's not canon they're like okay like okay a great a phenomenal example of this is the show merlin yeah ha have you seen yeah uh king arthur and merlin uh apparently the show creators like wrote the characters like there's tension in there on purpose mm. but then the the upper heads were like no that's not gonna happen no gay Sorry. in our show no gay in the show but that is what he shipped like everyone's on board we're all like uh-huh yeah sure we're gonna go write about it now and like sleep tight <laughs> network execs but there are fan reels 
um, all over the place that you can find. It, there's a, a female comic who who's a lesbian that I love. I'm, I'm forgetting her name right now, unfortunately, but she has a great bit where she's like, the gays were so starved for representation that our first form of representation in the media is these like pieced together fan trailers where it's like, one character glances at something and they clipped that and they were like, they were glancing at the love <laughs> of their life. <laughs> you know, it's so contrived, but that's like how starved they are. And and it's it's so incredible to see what people make. It's awesome. In a lot of these cases, I feel like it's just it's it's a way for the fans to like take back uh this thing. Cause a lot of these go or 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 come from a place that like is corporate or is you know business yeah. <laughs> to a T, and so like while we love these characters, they can't do the things that we as an audience like assume after you know learning this person that they would do or that they would like or that you've shown me that they're into or whatever but you're just like teasing me i don't need to be yeah. to be teased for the the sake of feeling represented i like should be represented um, that's such a big thing is is it actually representation or are you teasing are you queer baiting exactly exactly uh and fan fiction is good about not doing that because they actually have the option to not i mean they're not baiting themselves right like they're they're you know we're they're, they're we're, we're here <laughs> are they edging themselves <laughs> exactly. about it oh you want representation <laughs> there's like a little quit. mirror behind their computer <laughs> Oh, that would be so funny. Or, uh, yeah, there's not an executive panel on some 14-year-old being like, this is what's going to sell. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, they're just writing what's fun. And I think that's part of, like, you know, the, the movie situation that we're in right now where everything's, like, kind of contrived or it's like a sequel or or whatever is because there's so many execs that are vetoing these creative awesome ideas mm. because they're not sure it's a risk uh everything everywhere all at once is like one of the most creative movies out right now and i'm so happy that it exists but it feels like movies like that are becoming more rare yeah i mean where everything everything is currently a sequel like there was a time where i said that out loud and then i was like i'm curious and i went and looked up like local movie theaters and like there was like a singular movie that was original there you know everything is i do not hold you know to to the statement i do not like hold belief in the statement that there are no new ideas but people make it very hard for me to continuously hold to that. You know, you find the new idea and you're like, okay, cool. A little nugget of keeping me on this path of like, I know there are new ideas. But then you go and look like, what's in theaters? And it's like, oh, there aren't a lot of new ideas here. Uh, they're all they're all just like rebuttals or like, remember when we made this movie 10 years ago? What if we hadn't? And now we want to make it again. Yeah. Well, and then there's def it's definitely not that the new ideas don't exist. It's that there's somebody who's got their foot definitely. on that new idea's neck. <laughs> you get the new like, ideas no. on like Netflix and people kind of make fun of that stuff, too. But there's like a lot of more originality in that, like. The like basic. I don't know, the, maybe even just the streaming services was what I want to say, like the, the original streaming service stuff, because they're not as held to that T. I wouldn't necessarily say that Netflix is the greatest example of that, but. Well, and then they cancel their show super quickly because they realize it's it's new. Having a new show brings in more new people, but maintaining it doesn't. And so it's like you're creating this show, which is cool, but then. Okay. <laughs> got my hopes up again. I baited, but in the longer portion, right? Like you baited me with one season and now I don't get more and I don't get like payoff. I get, yeah. I get the start, I get teased and then it's over with the show. Thanks a lot. Exactly. There's tons of those where it's just like one season and you're like, uh-huh. Okay. And that's it. Oh and that's it. Yes. No, uh, Sensate was huge. And there was a huge enough outcry. It, it was niche, but for the people that it was niche for, they went hard mm -hmm. for Sense8. And so there was enough outcry that they, I think, patched it up with like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I remember seeing a second release of that name. Yeah. Of some kind. But most shows don't get their movie. They don't get closure. And so many, and on the cliff note, it's just awful. But that's where fan fiction steps in. Exactly. They're like, you know what? They did us dirty. They let let's, you down off that cliff nicely. Let's have some closure. 
as a treat. So what is what, what are some tips that you you have for people who are interested in I don't know starting finding finding their fan fiction finding finding joy in this uh, topic? <laughs> if you are looking to read, I've said it before. Ao3 is so wonderful. There are a million filters on their that site. There's filters for what you want, but there's a separate section for what you want to exclude. Mm. So if you have any particular triggers, or if you don't want to see something, if you don't want crossovers, there's a button for no crossovers. If you only want works that are already complete, so you don't want any Weekly you know updates, cliffhangers, yeah. you don't. Yeah, you don't want a work in progress. You can select a button that'll only show you completed works. You can sort by rate rating. You can sort by what characters you want in there. So if you know what you like already, mm-hmm. just go find your fandom. Start sorting. Start reading. Uh, you might have to scroll a little bit and just like you, there's a synopsis on each thing. Also, AO3 stands for Archive of Our Own, by the way. Dot org, and where does the three uh, come in to? It's A and then O3. So of our own. Okay. Okay. Of, oh, okay. It's archive of, of, our of three own. O's. I understand now. Yes. Okay. So that's the, that's the shorthand. So archive of our own.org is the website. And each work has like a little paragraph that the writer puts in a, a summary. So you can just scroll and find something that tickles your fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also sort by kudos, which is likes essentially. So if you okay. want to just sort by all time, most popular, there's some really good stuff at the top. There's some good stuff that kind of gets missed, you know. It's like if you ever post a TikTok and it gets zero views, that happens in fan fiction. And there's some diamonds in the rough that I have stumbled upon. You'll be like, "How has nobody liked this? This is amazing!" Uh, but all all the stuff at the top is usually usually pretty good. But yeah, and if you're gonna write and you're nervous, don't be because we're, we're nice besties. Jump in. The water is really warm we got bubble bath it's good we got bubble bath and you can always just like create yourself a little pin name and you don't have to even like tie it to your you know oh your face God. or your you know your yeah. name you can just like create a name <laughs> for yourself anonymous. And, and dive on into a water where you have you know community support but uh you know it's not like yeah tied back to you basically my name is absolutely not like my name you know it's like not like if somebody googles leah it's not gonna pop up all the fan leah the fan fiction writer i found you (laughs) darn it it's it's safe yeah 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 i think that that is a uh a great tip just like dive on in find a find a find a fandom that you are interested in be that game of thrones be that star wars you know yeah no no matter what you're doing if you're doing it for the first time it's gonna feel scary there are so many spaces where you you're gonna go and you're like oh can i can i do that and i think the the more you try new things the more you realize everybody feels that way the first time everybody feels that way no matter what it's like i'm doing a lot of workshops right now and sometimes I'm nervous to go because it's like, what if I go and I make, I embarrass myself, you know, and now I've been going and you get to know the people in these workshops and they're all wonderful and sweet and kind. And someone shows up and they're like, oh, I was really nervous to come here. And you're sitting there and you're, and you're like, we're not intimidating. Why were you nervous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's so easy to forget that when you're on the other side. Definitely. Definitely. Coming, coming closer to the end. Is there anything that we haven't talked about in fan fiction that you, I don't know, enjoy Ugh. or or find fascinating or, or what? Let me pull up my notes. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, we've we've really touched on a lot of the stuff. I like. I got really nervous. I told you. I, I like wrote down notes just in case Mm -hmm. you know and and we've we've gone through so much i'm really excited that we've we've gotten to cover a lot of it i think i was really afraid going into this that i would like freeze and then not know what to talk about at all i find find that a lot of people are a little little nervous coming into it because i I think it's just that it's framed as like come uh, like i'm inviting you onto my podcast and so like I've, I feel like maybe there's a little bit of extra like nervous tension added because of like sure. it being its own thing. But 
my favorite part is it always sort of just is it is it is just a conversation like you just get to set the topic and then we you know continue being friends around it and talk about you know wherever this leads us we definitely did some like fun tangents and rabbit holes uh that like is great like we got off topic and chatted but it was like adjacent topics all good Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful having you on. I'm super happy that we were able to get it worked out. Um, both of us are not in our like traditional spaces, so <laughs> I know when you asked me, I was like, "Yeah, like I'll have my my voiceover microphone. It'll be super high quality. I'll <laughs> be in my booth. It'll be a controlled space that I'm comfortable in, and you know, I'll have access to everything I need. And then I'm I'm sick. <laughs> I'm in another state." <laughs> you're traveling you're, you're doing all this crazy stuff so i'm so happy that we were able to overcome adversity yeah and look how strong we are we made it happen we made it happen this was a great we talk. made it happen well it was lovely having you on um we're gonna close up here but uh, thank you thank great. you for coming on and being a great guest thank you for having me always lovely we'll talk uh we'll talk soon to appreciate all of you for coming out and joining us on the sixth episode of the pure joy podcast um we talked today about fan fiction with my friend leah ryan or you can find her on various social medias under 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 a skew of different names you'll see onomato layla here on twitch on uh twitter if you want to follow her content you can find quesadilla leah um just lovely having on uh, another guest and another topic that, that that we haven't you know come close to covering there's so many topics out there um and i'm excited to see what you know brings everyone joy um this has been a great conversation something that i haven't really thought about in quite a long time i haven't you know i consume content um and i wonder i'm curious about other paths in that content but i don't really seek out you know the conclusion to that thought which can often be found in fan fiction there's someone else has had that thought and gone out and 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 said like what if this thought was complete and completed that thought for you um which is always in incredible so so it's out there for you to find if you've ever had you know questioning thoughts or or, or you know leading leading thoughts at the end of a show or a cliffhanger Again, I appreciate all of you coming out and joining us today on the sixth episode of the Pure Joy podcast with my guest, Leah Ryan, and her topic, fan fiction. So you will, folks, be able to find this episode out on Spotify, Apple, and the various podcatchers, as well as YouTube next Sunday. That is August 7th. And then the next, the following Sunday after that, August 14th, will be our next live episode. Uh, the next live episode will actually be, uh, I have a very special guest to me coming on. It is my brother, my, uh, middle brother, Casey is coming on to talk about what brings him joy. We have a, we have a family lineup post to that. I'm very excited to bring members of my family on and, and talk with them and find out what brings them joy, introduce them to you folks and, and really, um, you know show them show them what it's about i'm very excited uh so stay tuned for that on august 14th i'll have my brother on for uh episode seven um and yeah thanks for joining folks we'll be sure to be back uh be sure to like i said keep a lookout next week for the the episode to be posted and until then make sure you spread the joy folks i'll see you next time mm -hmm.